Welcome to the Stock Music Licensing Podcast, the number one resource for creating passive income selling stock music online. I'm your host, Daniel Carrizales, and I'm here to help you monetize your compositions. Welcome to episode 16 of the Stock Music Licensing Podcast. Now, thank you very much for tuning in and thank you very much for all the love and support, all the messages. Um, It really means a lot. Please uh, subscribe to the podcast and uh, leave me a review as well. So uh, this podcast can be found or I could rank and uh, or share it with somebody that might benefit from this uh, type of podcast. It really means the world to me. And uh, today we're going to be talking about uh, why libraries, why royalty-free uh, music libraries uh, shut down and they, they really close down and call it a day. We've seen in recent uh, times, and I've been covering uh, this on my YouTube channel as well, uh, when certain libraries uh, that I've been involved, they have uh, closed their doors. And the reason why these libraries will shut down is because there is no... <laughs> No, they're not making any profit, really. They're not making any money. That's the bottom line, and that's what businesses close down. I cover Audio Packet a few months ago that they closed down their doors. The same was with production tracks, and now the latest one is uh, Tune Society. Uh, And uh, the statement that they put on their Facebook page, uh, Tune Society, was that Pretty much it's just the whole business model of membership sites uh, when it comes down to music licensing that is really killing uh, the market and uh, these kind of small libraries, they, they don't, they can't really make a profit. And uh, I really want to talk today about this and I want to talk about uh, why uh, this library is closed down. What's the main uh, factor that I see as a composer, as a contributor to, to this type of libraries. But before we get into the content of this episode, uh, I just want to let you know that I have a free guide. If you're somebody that is new to music licensing, you can download my free guide. It's a free PDF guide. You can go to stockmusiclicensing.com slash free and you can download that guy. I'll leave the link in the show notes for you anyways. If you're on the go right now, you can't really uh, get this link. So you can check the show notes for this guy. And uh, let's just jump right into it. I'm really uh, eager to make this uh, post or this episode because it's something that is really close to to my heart as we speak because I'm, I'm going through some changes myself as well and I will share with you just a little bit more about that in a minute. So uh, when I saw this first um, post or, uh, well actually it was somebody that sent me a message, uh, a private message on my messenger on Facebook saying that, have you heard about uh, Tune Society? And this is one of the things I love about my uh, composers community and all the music licensing community of composers that they, they all communicate, we all communicate, and I always get messages and and updates and uh, have you heard about this? Do you know about that? What's your opinion on this? And I really love that. So I hadn't received any email by then, so I went and checked myself and did a little bit of research. And uh, yeah, they, they, they have a statement and they have sent uh, a few uh, like informations about why they were closing down and and they're really sad about it. They've been around for in business for for ten years or so, and and it's a shame because it's a it's a library. It's what I call a small library. I don't call. I don't think this type of library like Tune Society. They're not such a a big corporation libraries like uh, Pond Five or Audio Jungle. So it's a real shame because I do love to work with uh, small libraries and uh, this kind of libraries like Tune Society or. Uh, 
production tracks. They they are almost like um, an alternative to the big boys. And uh, it's a real shame because then only the big ones are the ones that are going to survive for the way it looks. And this is what I want to focus today on this episode. I want to focus on on growth and I want to focus on evolution. And uh, I'll try not to get too philosophical about things, but it's the truth. If you're not changing, if you're not evolving, if you're not uh, growing, if you're not maturing yourself, uh, and I don't care what job you do or where you are or what you're doing. If you're not evolving and growing, you are gonna <sighs> you're gonna close down your own doors, okay? And that's uh, that's a matter of speech, you know. Uh, even if you do not own yourself a music library, even if you don't have your own business, you still need to change. You still need to evolve. I'm sure that this uh, scenario is very um, familiar to you. You probably have a day job and uh, you work in an office or you work for a company and uh, they are they have been some changes in your company or your workplace and especially if you've been there uh, for a uh, period of time uh, long enough to experience some kind of change in management or some kind of change in the way they do things and uh, compass, uh, company policies and, and targets and numbers and whatnot. And uh, the, the overall culture can change in a company. And the employees are usually really uh, scared of these kind of changes, and, and for a reason. I'm not saying that I don't sympathize with this. Uh, I've been there myself. And, and when, when something like that changes in your work environment, that could be something that is very scary, it's very unknown. You don't know how to to go with it and you we feel like our, our ground is being shaken and that's just in the work environment uh and the same goes on a personal level on a personal life if something changes in your relationship with your loved ones uh with your wife or with your husband or girlfriend or boyfriend or even parents brothers or sisters uh, this could, could really shake your 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 grounds as well this could be very scary uh, unknown territory and this can happen uh, because of many reasons. This could happen because of uh, things that just happen in life and we have to adapt. And like I said, I want to get too philosophical, but I want to uh, get to the point at, at some point. <laughs> just bear with me very quickly. And this is what is actually happening to us as, as humans. We are, uh, we are ruled by, by our habits. We create our own habits and we're very easily... Uh, we're almost operating on a on, a, on a autopilot, really, if you will. You go to work, and you just go through your day, uh, you do whatever you do best at your job, and then you, you know, clock out and go home. And then you rinse and repeat, and then you wait for the weekend, and then you go. But if you did something uh, drastically to really uh, shake that uh, routine of yours, or like what happened to some somebody that I, I know quite recently, uh, a friend of my wife that works in the same company with my wife. She got fired after more than 15 years for no apparent reason. And she's been a very hard worker, very well paid in the company. Uh, she has a family of two and a husband, a young family like, like me and my wife. And uh, overnight she got fired. These things happen. They just lay you lay off people. This is not, it might be a a specific reason, but at the same time, usually companies, uh, they get rid of people, especially if they're high, high earners. uh, Because of that same reason, they don't, they kind of really afford to keep on paying somebody like that. 
and uh, she was a high earner for sure. And uh, this is just an example. And obviously, it's a very scary place to be when you have a family and uh, the company you've been working for more than 15 years, and you have a lot of, of energy that you have put into this uh, place, and uh, you have helped uh, build this company. And uh, all of a sudden, or oh, in a matter of seconds, your life changes, and pretty much you go unemployed and uh, and just start looking for another job. Luckily for her, she already has a side business with a husband or the husband has a business and she's just going to join in and, and help the, the husband uh, pretty much work uh, on the on the business. But it's a scary thing and uh, it's, it's not for the faint-hearted for sure, uh, but you do need to embrace a change. And sometimes life just brings uh, change upon us and and maybe that was her time. I know that I have had my, my fair cha- uh, share of changes and... Uh, and the music licensing world is full of changes. This is some such an era that we live in, and um, in the marketplace as well is evolving as we speak. You know, the internet is still very, very young. There's uh, rules and regulation that they're going to be changing. There's a lot of uh, new things coming up, and and we have to evolve. Unfortunately, for those of of you that do not want to grow, and and I'm not saying go with the flow. I'm just saying evolution. You can Google that word and what does actually mean uh, evolution and, and, and nature. You know, we need to grow. The only way that we can evolve is if by us uh, growing, as uh, not only as composers, as artists, uh, but as well as human beings. So not only to, to evolve as uh, composers as, uh, and as artists, but as human beings as well. We need to evolve and we need to educate ourselves. We want to be a better uh musician, uh, composer, person. We want to be a better um, individual in our society. We want to contribute. Uh, and we have to evolve, okay? And we have to change. And the only way that that can happen is by uh, us keeping ourselves uh, educated and by us focusing on what's important. In this case, I'm talking about our music and um, and pretty much just uh, be moving forward and really embrace the change or actually make the change before change is uh, imposed upon us, right? And what do I mean by that? I'll give you another example. When I first joined Audio Jungle, uh, the site was working uh, in a very different way. Uh, and by that, I mean that back in the day, you couldn't really price your own music. Uh, if you belong to a PRO, uh, that was not very clear. You couldn't really uh, disclose this information, so it was a little bit of a gray area there as well. And um, there was an unlimited uh, ways for you to upload your music, meaning that you could have 20 uh, different music tracks on the queue and uh, waiting to be reviewed, and uh, you could carry on uploading. So uh, many changes have happened since I first joined Audio Jungle a few years ago, and I still remember when they changed the forum, how the forum... Um, the user experience on the forum, the whole layout, they just revamped the whole thing and uh, people just went berserk. They, they, they were not happy with the way the new forum looked. They couldn't find uh, threads on the forum. They, they were really unhappy. People are just, were naturally very defensive to change. And <laughs> that being said, the old forum looked much better on Audio Jungle or on Envato in general, I should say. 
but we are very defensive when it comes down to change and when we we are part of something and a, a new government takes over and you feel like your life is going to change dramatically. In some countries, yes, this can happen. Uh, I'm not saying no. Um, don't forget that I grew up in Venezuela and I have experienced my, my fair share of... Um, of dramatic change on a, on a country, on a national level. and uh, But talking very generic, really, it's up to us to decide what's going to happen to our music, to our life, and to take decisions. So when this kind of library is closed down, and, and again, I don't want my, my podcast or the message that I am promoting online to be that of a, like a news reporter Okay, I don't like to to promote or to be like this is the nighttime uh, news show that I have to to tell you the headlines, that the latest headlines and breaking news. This is what's happening in the music licensing world. Uh, but I want to give you more like a, my approach to things because uh, this kind of information really uh, you can find them somewhere else, and there's many. Uh, out there who are actually acting uh, as a news reporter and giving you the latest uh, music licensing updates when it comes down that this new law has been implemented and now you're not going to get royalties or this latest uh, uh, library now only accepts this kind of music and not that and you're not going to get paid an upfront uh, sync fee or whatever. So I just want to give you my my... My, my opinion, both as a, a professional opinion and as, a, and as a person, okay? So when this kind of libraries, they close down, to me, it comes as a no surprise. And I don't know why composers uh, get surprised when, when, when libraries like Teen Society or production tracks close down. I was making plenty of sales with production track, but I could see that their their website was not being updated. I can see that they were not evolving. I can see that they're not doing something new. The website was exactly the same for years. And you can just upload your music, you can price it and put it there. Your music will be live in a matter of five seconds. Your music will be online, which is good. But you have to be uh, really skeptical when when websites, they just uh, accept this kind of music and all of a sudden it's online. That means that anybody can join. That means that there's no quality control. That means that the website has not really been updated. They're not really going with a change in times. And you have to question, is this a business that is going to carry on? Or this is a business? Is anybody minding this uh, website? Is anybody really checking what's happening? Are there any numbers? Is there any community where you can actually uh, rely on, like a forum? Then you really feel a little bit like, okay, is there anybody in this website that I can contact? Any support? I don't see much things happening. So actually, you should be really uh, happy that you, if you see any changes happening, both in your work uh, environment, in your day jobs, or if you see some change happening in the latest uh, websites or music libraries or royalty-free libraries, if they're changing and they're making some changes, this is a good thing because they're trying to adapt to the changing times. They're trying to evolve. And yes, they could be suffering financially. They could not be making the amount of uh, revenue that they would like to make. And that's why they want to, to do implement these changes. And, uh, and that's a good thing, in my opinion. So I, I'm all up for 
when uh, libraries uh, do change and and uh, I have spoken many times in the past about Audio Jungle when they have changed many many things and they they don't have they're not showing any signs of stopping. They're gonna go where where the market says that the, this is gonna go, and it's quite clear that they have implemented their own uh, changes. And composers like myself are not happy with them, but I have already changed, you know. So I'm not scared of the changes on a library like Audio Jungle. I just embrace the changes, and it's actually a wake-up call for me to say that this is a business. This is not some kind of like Facebook group where we're all going to hang out and talk about each other's music. This is a business, and this is where us composers have an opportunity to monetize and make money with our music. So if a library is closing down, it's your responsibility and it's your job to be educated enough to know that there's others out there that you can possibly join and uh, carry on with your career or carry on with your path that way. And and that's, this is what I've been doing <laughs> since I noticed the first uh, red flags with Audio Jungle that not only they were changing a lot, with uh, especially with the uh, Envato elements, uh, but as well, they were changing a lot in the sense that I wasn't really making much sales anymore. Or the sales were not the same. They, they just kept on declining, declining, declining. And, and at some point, I have to take a decision and what am I going to do? Uh, as an exclusive author, I took uh, a radical, what it seemed radical to me at the time, to just uh, change my, my exclusive account to non-exclusive. And I felt so scared of this. I'm like, I'm going to lose all this revenue. And uh, they have just implemented this new thing that I can price my music. What should I do? Uh, everybody's pricing their music very low. It's the race to the bottom. And you just get caught up in all this nonsense. So you just have to get down to work, embrace the change, and actually change before it all goes to hell in a way. If you've been following me, you know that I'm a positive guy. And I'm, uh, I'm all about empowering not only myself but others as well to embrace the change. And the same has happened with uh, Pond5, for example. Another website that has changed a lot and they have implemented as well a lot of membership, a lot of uh, Pond5 publishing. And I try to keep up as much as I can with all the, the changes when I receive an update and uh, then I move on. I really just get down to work and carry on uploading my music, uh, see if they have changed. Uh, another thing they have changed as well dramatically is the, the share that you take on Pond5. I have I price my music at a higher end, so I get more revenue per sale as well. And and you just have to do what you have to do. Okay, you can only complain so much, you can only nag so much, and it's up to you to take part in this business or not. And it's your choice to evolve or to change and and, and change with a change in time. I do believe that everything. Uh, in music licensing and pretty much in everything outside of music licensing anyways, it's going to be uh, based on a membership or a subscription kind of model. I think everything will be like that, like everything, cable TV, music, um, even your bills. Everything is going to be somehow um, just tied to a, to a membership of some kind where you pay on a monthly basis and you are allowed to watch all of this content. Like, for example, what happened with Netflix or, or what is happening with Netflix, I should say. And uh, if you're old enough, uh, you probably remember uh, Blockbuster. 
Uh, I mean, I am from that generation where I would just have to go and, and, and rent, okay? Um, not even a DVD. <laughs> this is before DVDs, actually. But I will go to Blockbuster and just get a tape and, and watch our films and then pay the late, late fees. And uh, this was a thing back in the day. This doesn't exist anymore, all right? And uh, when this happened, there was a, this big uh, change in the way people consume uh, movies and, and series. And now we have Netflix and the such. And this is great news for us composers because that means that there are a lot of music that is needed for all of these uh, native programs. I mean, Netflix creates so much uh, Netflix produce uh, shows and, and movies and documentaries that there's a lot of music that is needed there. And I have seen plenty of uh, documentaries uh, where the music that uh, they have used is from Audio Jungle and Pond 5. And actually one of my my uh, colleagues' uh, music has been used on a documentary about uh, ice hockey. And I actually, I was just mind-blowing. This is a few years ago. But it, but it says to me that, that it's a, there's a proof that with the time that has changed and even Netflix is going and say, hey, I want to license this music, but where can I get it that is going to be more affordable? And they go to places like Audio Jungle and Pond 5, and that's part of the music uh, licensing business. It's not just high-end, royalty-free uh, libraries or production music libraries, I should say. It's not just an upfront sync fee that you can get or some royalty that you're going to get from the Kardashians. I mean, there are, there's so much more than just that, okay, than getting small placements here and there. And that's why it's so important to grow your portfolio on royalty-free libraries because your music can still get placed like this and you can still be entitled for your royalties if you are uh, affiliated with a PRO, which some composers, believe it or not, they, they are not. They just don't want to be affiliated with a PRO. That's like being a book writer or, or a writer, and you don't want to expect any royalties from yourselves. So that's for another episode anyways. So I just want to be here the prophet that, that there's never been a better time to get involved in royalty-free music library. There's never been a better time to grab your portfolio, your compositions, and start... Uh, just uploading them somewhere, anywhere. Just start. Start with the big boys, Audio Jungle, Pond 5, and then go down the ladder. I have mentioned before many times that one of my favorite libraries and one of the ones that actually gives me the most revenues is Melody Loops. And you can go and Google that uh, library, melodyloops.com. This is not a sponsor. I don't get paid by them. I don't promote them because they are my friends. I just work with them. I am just another composer that is doing quite well. There are other composers that are doing better than I am. But I really appreciate the small libraries like Melody Loops because it's such a small team. There are a bunch of lovely people to get in touch if you really have any problems when it comes down to payments or reviews or anything in general. And I love it because it's not this massive corporate uh, library like Audio Jungle where it's like you have to submit a support ticket <laughs> and then we'll get back to you. Okay, And they're really good at that. Okay, I'm not saying no, but obviously there's a, a bigger uh, volume of composers and customers and, and it's a massive company. So that's, that's the downside of it. You just feel like you're just one of many 
who is involved with this type of library. So I'm all up for supporting small libraries, and especially if they're brand new, upcoming. Uh, Wisi Sound is another one, a lovely group of people. Um, v Fine Music is another small Chinese library, very small team. There's not this massive corporation. So I, I, I really want to support these libraries. Or, or let me phrase this differently, not support. I really want to be part of this. I want to be part of the growth. I want to be part of the journey of this type of libraries. We know, and uh, I know that if you're one of the very first Audio Jungle authors back in the day, it was very easy to become a bestseller because there was not much competition. It was just a small website with just a few handfuls uh, of tracks. And, and it's nice to be part of that journey. And these composers nowadays, some of them are still in Audio Jungle and some of them have moved on to do other things. And uh, I know somebody who has just gone completely solo and licensed their own music and their own website. And there's so much growth out there. It's just unreal, you know? And by doing these kind of things, you're growing yourself, which is what I'm about, okay? Royalty-free libraries could be the starting point of your own journey as a, not only as a musician or as a composer, but as somebody that could take your own music destiny in your own hands by starting somewhere, okay? I know some people that started in Audio Jungle, and they're not very active anymore. They still make money there, but they have gone and done their own things on the side because they have grown. They have out outgrown. Uh, audio jungle altogether and that I take my hat off these are the people that I follow I've been going through my changes myself with my family my wife we're about to move to a different city and I emphasize that because we're not only moving from one house to another we're moving to another city altogether it's a dream location for us this has been in the making for years uh, it's a dream location it's a, it's a holiday location um, destination I should say and we've been going there for holidays every summer, and we just say we, we want to live here, we want to bring our kids here to go to school, we want to grow here, and we want to change, we want to expand, we want to start fresh somewhere else. And uh, i got to tell you, i got to confess to you, it's, it's, it's been scary. It's a lot of changes. We just quite, quite recently got the keys, and we went to the flat, me and my wife, to see where I was going to be putting my studio. I'm actually doing a YouTube video about it, which uh, is, by the time you listen to this, it's already live, probably. And it's scary, man, because I have to to really break down the studio, uh, move everything. Uh, we're all moving together, the family, me, my wife, and the two kids. And uh, I just have to build a studio in a new environment, a new place, get used to the routine. And, and we love this place. Uh, but still, we're very... We have that thing in our, in our belly, like, okay, this is change. This is one of the scariest things that you can do, uh, which is moving, you know, changing a job or, you know, my job stays the same, but still it's very scary, you know, because it's, it's a change. And I know what it means to, to move. I've moved many, many times. I've lived in different countries and um, started from scratch. I have learned different languages. Uh, now, obviously, I have a family. I have moved with my wife uh, from England all the way here to Greece. And even when we were living in England, in London, we moved as well a few houses. And my daughter was born. My wife changed some, some jobs as well, employment in England. And, and this, this kind of uh, transitions is usually very scary for most. And uh, we are not immune. Me and my wife were not immune to this. And... Um, 
but, but I really remind myself and I really want to embrace the change. And actually, when I feel a little bit scared, I don't have to go forward. And uh, I'm going to document the whole thing. I share it with the world. I want to share it with you. And family members think that we are a little bit crazy because, you know, you're not supposed to move like that. Uh, and that's when you know that you're on the right path. That's when you know that you're doing the right thing, especially for us because this has been in the making for years, like I said. Uh, two years ago when my daughter Melina was born, we had our one of the attempts to move to this place and we couldn't find anything. And we came home defeated. We were, we had already have everything in boxes. And uh, even in the, on this flat where we're living right now, the landlord already knew that we were moving away. And uh, he was showing this place to somebody else. And we had to say, listen, we can't find anything. We can't move. We're still going to be <laughs> staying. And, and that's a defeat. That's really sad. It's uh, failure, really. And uh, we just carry on with our life, but we want to change so much. We wanted to. We want to evolve. We're willing to, to really uh, take that uh, leap of faith, really. You know, and it's not about taking risks. It's about knowing what you want. It's about growth. It's about knowing that when you are gonna be growing, that's when you're gonna find the most resistance. And for, for us as a family now moving to a new city, to a new place that is wonderful, it's our dream location and feel a little bit scary. And especially for my daughter as well, Fedra, she's going to be changing school. She's nine years old. So she has friends here and, you know, uh, but that will help her character as well. And there's the life that we can have over there in the new place is just, it's just unreal. And I'm going to be sharing that with you and show you that uh, with change comes something something better. If you have dreams and you're dreaming bigger, which I am sure that you are, uh, change is, is possible. You can change. It just takes a second or a moment to make up your mind and say, you know what, I'm sick and tired of this place, you know? I want to move. Or, you know what, I've been really dragging this day job for ages now, and uh you know, uh, there, there, there must be other jobs out there. There must be something else that you can be doing. You know, and just take some moment to say, that's it, I had it. I'm going to just do whatever it takes to go and pursue my dreams, to go and, and do what I want to do. And I know that it's going to be scary. And, uh, and like I said, it's not about taking risks that you're going to be left with nothing. It's just about being smart. It's about dreaming big, and it's about really taking action, Okay. The only reason why me and my family are moving to this place right now is because we took some massive action that probably you're not really aware of because I haven't shared it with you. Uh, but it's been massive action after the other, okay? The place where we're moving is like an hour and a half away from here. And that might not seem like it's a lot, but for us here in Greece, uh, it's, it's quite a lot. And there are a lot of things to take in consideration. I have been to that place with the kids to go and look the to look for the flat to, to talk to the state agents to the landlords and get the keys sign the contracts and uh, it, it's it's a big job it's it's kind of like a big deal for us and and it's been in the making like I said for some such a long time and 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 this is what we want to accomplish because change is going to be happening for us as a family as well. Uh, here where we're living at the moment, uh, the contract is going to expire quite soon. So 
we we didn't want the landlord to say to us we have to leave because we already have like we're already overstaying here we're at the moment we are like on borrowed time in a way i mean we have a contract and everything but it will expire in september and it's like Man, we just, it's almost like a deadline that we have uh, within ourselves. We have created this, me and my wife, and we said we really have to push forward. We've been dreaming about this uh, dream location for so many years that we really have to do it now. Why wait? We're going to have to move anyway, so might as well just take the leap and and go for the dream. And, um, and, and there's a bigger story behind this dream, okay? We're going to be renting in this place where we're going to go, in this new city, but that the bigger goal that we have is to buy a house, which we are looking to buy a house. Uh, we just can't find something that really that we really like that ticks all the boxes. So we said, instead of waiting for that, why don't we go and live over there and, and be living that dream life that we want to live, even if that means that we're going to be renting for a little bit while we're looking for the house. And, uh, and it's much easier for me to go and uh, shop for a home over there while we're living there than living over here so far away. So anyways, that's just on a personal uh, note. But I just want to share that with you because this affects me as, a, as an artist, as a human being, as a father, as a husband in a good way. I mean, it's, it's a little bit scary. I mean, today I started to... Today and yesterday, we started to to pack because we just got the keys, and it's just mind-blowing. And like I said, I'm doing a YouTube video as well. If you want to go and check it out, uh, you could probably see that video. By the time this is uh, aired, this podcast episode, you will be able to check out the video. It's a little bit of a video of uh, where we're going, and I'm going to be doing more documentation of that uh, process of me building my studio, uh, my new work environment, and, and yeah, it's so, so mind-blowing. It's a mind-blowing place. It's, uh, I hope you can see that I'm really excited about change because uh, we've been here in the same place for, for many years now and we really, really want to make the change. And, and I can't wait. I can't wait to evolve. I can't wait to to really go forward and, and take massive action like we've been doing uh, for the last few months, really. Me and my wife uh, regarding this move and regarding my, my music and my business and and me working from home and, and always taking in consideration where my studio is going to go, uh, my guitars, uh, you know, all of this, it takes a big, big uh, part in everything that we do. This is it for today. I am really happy that you are hanging out here with me. Uh, thanks a lot for following. Thanks a lot for all the support, for all the messages. I read all the messages and read all the emails that you send me concerning the podcast and, and everything and I'm, I'm really touched for me it's a dream come true uh, this podcast is still in the early days I keep saying that but uh, maybe after I made a hundred episodes I can say okay I have, I have arrived somewhere but I know what it takes you know this uh, doing this podcast has been something that is it's a new thing it's a new project it's actually my baby if you will and, and it's change you know it's something that I'm doing it's a, it's a new change that I have embarked for a few months now. Uh, I've only been doing this for a while, if you will. But there was a lot of planning behind it, or I'm lying, there was no planning. I just decided one day, I'm just going to ask my audience, you guys, if you want me to do a podcast. And uh, the the answers were just overwhelmed because I'm a, I mean, I'm a fan of podcasts and I wanted to have my own podcast. It would be very selfish, isn't it? Like, I just want to have my own, you know? And I think we should approach uh, life like that. You know, if you see something that somebody else is doing, 
Instead of being uh, jealous or envious, just say, I want to have that as well. And of course you can. That's the whole point. You're free, you know. You want to do music? You want to get paid for that? There you go. I'm going to help. I want to help you. All you have to do is this. And it doesn't matter how old you are, if you're female, male, whatever. I have many people who have contacted me. They are uh, already pensioners, so they have retired from their work, and they have plenty of times in their hands. And they're musicians. They have computers. They have uh, some demos. They have. They, they love to make music, and they just tell me, you know, I'm a, a, of an age, and and I don't know if I can join this. And I, I can't tell you how many people have uh, contacted me. Uh, do something with my compositions and really upload them to, to some sites and maybe make some, some cash on the side. That would be great, you know. And, and that's the beauty of this, that you can do it. It doesn't matter if you're 60, 70, if you're 15, or if you're like me, <laughs> you know, I'm 45. So it's one of the reasons I got into this business as, way because, as well, because age is not a problem. Uh, you know, it's not like a sports or something. I really can be here in my home studio making music and and be evolving and growing as a human being. And, you know, my beard is getting white and, and there's no problem, you know. I'm not going to be at the cover of a magazine. Uh, I'm here doing my music and I really want to to empower others to do the same thing. And, and by me uh, doing new things like this podcast as well, maybe I can inspire somebody else to, to do the same thing. Why not? You know, maybe you are a composer and you want to do a podcast. Maybe you want to do a YouTube channel and, and do the same things, you know. Maybe you want to document your own uh, stuff. And that's the beauty of the internet. That's the beauty of the time that we're living, that anybody can do it. And, and it's up to you to just take action and participate in this uh, amazing era that we're living there's never been a better time to be a creator a music composer a podcast creator i mean this this is it you know and you have to focus on your skills and you, whatever you are good at as you can tell i'm good at uh not only doing music but i like to talk a lot and i like to talk to myself for some reason <laughs> so anyways i'm talking to you i'm not talking to myself i mean at the moment i'm talking to myself but the, the aim is for you to listen to my voice and, and, and spread the love as well, I guess. And, and for you to, to have a conversation with you uh, later on when you send me the messages and the emails of like, I heard your, your episode and that was great or, you know, it really, I really agree with this or, or, or whatever. So anyways, again, thanks a lot for the love and support. Thanks for following this podcast. Uh, th thanks for subscribing. Subscribe if you haven't done it yet. A new episode is going to go out every single Friday, and I will try to share that as well uh, if you're part of my email list. If you're not part of my email list and you would like to be informed more about the podcast and other things that I do, uh, again, you can download my free guide and you can be not only getting the free guide where I share with you all the steps to follow in order to get the ball rolling doing music licensing but you will come into my inner, uh, inner circle if you will of uh, other goodies and uh, more behind the scenes information through my email list like uh, updates when it comes down to podcasts and other other things okay so again you can go to stockmusiclicensing.com slash free and uh, enter the world of music licensing so 
I hope by the time you listen to this podcast or wherever you are listening to this podcast, this podcast finds you well. Embrace the change, grow, rock and roll, and here's to your success.